皆様ご起立ください Konnichiwa, Olympics fans and lovers of Shuklistan. Welcome to Keep the Flame Alive, the podcast for fans of the Olympics and Paralympics. I am your host, Jill Jarris, joined as always by my lovely co host, Allison Brown. Allison, Konnichiwa. Konnichiwa. I, I wanted to make sure to thank some people, both listeners, Patrick and John, reached out to me and helped me get my streaming squared away. You're all good. You can get that four screen uh, apparatus feed. Right? I could get it. I don't know if I wanted to get it, but I my stream my streaming is is working when it wants to, but it no longer is because I don't have access to it. That's good. I I know I could leave this for gymnastics, but it's feed talk. I, today again, I had the feed with commentary on my computer and the four four apparatus feed on my television. And there was an even longer delay between the two, which was even better because I could I could watch and go, oh, watch the replay and go, huh, and then watch the full thing again. <laughs> I don't know, because a lot of uh, people in the Facebook group have been talking about the multi-screening. I can't multi-screen one at a time. Oh, that's so interesting. I mean, I am finding that it's very hard sometimes to, I've had like three going on, but sometimes it's. The third is really something that's on for background noise. Yeah, I do not have that kind of skill level. And I think it's much harder when you're thinking about many more sports, first off, that you're thinking about in your head. Plus, there are, for each of us, two social media platforms to deal with. And for don't even mention all of the other news that <laughs> you should read and talking with fans and, and listeners. And it's it's just, it's a lot to keep track of. But so. honestly, it's the best kind of chaos. I'm having a great time. I am having a fantastic time. I am too. And thank you to everybody who's new to the Facebook group and who has been commenting a lot. There are so many great conversations there. Check it out. Keep the Flame Alive podcast group on Facebook. Uh, and before we get to today's action, we'd like to tell you about our Kickstarter campaign. We are going to be on the ground at the Winter Olympics in Beijing. That was a big surprise to us, getting media accreditation. The surprise part is that it also costs a lot of money to get there. So we are having a, a Kickstarter campaign, uh, and we are really excited for the opportunity to bring you a, a very unique podcasting experience, and that's what, one that only comes with having an on-the-ground presence. As a podcast that is an independent outlet, we need your support to get there. Find out more about our campaign and check out our supporter bonuses. Uh, you could tell us where to go on a given day during the Olympics or Paralympics, or your pet could be our mascot. Check it out. Kickstarter.com slash profile slash flame alive pod. How's our fantasy league doing? Well, I don't know how the whole league is doing, but I'm doing bad. <laughs> well, it is the top three are unchanged from yesterday. We still have Shulistan my uh, you know just miles ahead of everyone Coley Breeze in second I am still in third but India Delight has moved up to fourth and India Delight thank you for playing because you are from India and I am so excited to have uh, an uh, Indian fan playing along with us brackets I'm still leading but the rest of the field is starting to shake out so behind me is Olympic fan Dan and then Sholistan and Omega Beth they all have 70 and then Lisa Brown is next with 60. I need to talk to Lisa about her team name. That was kind of lame. What's, what is her team name? Well, I'm oh, just that's saying. Her, she, that's her username. But even still, she needs to do better. Eh, 
<laughs> there is still time to get in on the fantasy action. Check out flamealivepod.com slash Tokyo for the details and the pin numbers you need to join our league. COVID watch. So this is not good news. Tokyo reported an unprecedented 3,177 cases of COVID. That is the capital's highest ever daily count. The Olympics also had its highest daily count with 24 cases, bringing its cumulative total to 193. So that's not great news. Some of the athletes have protested about the isolation conditions they have, which is completely legitimate because they are in these tiny hotel rooms with no fresh air. They can't open the windows in the hotel rooms at all, and they can't get out because they are being quarantined. And that's been a real frustration for some. Uh, one of the athletes from Netherlands protested, like sat outside the hotel room until she could get fresh air. And it was like, now she can get supervised fresh air for 15 minutes. The windows are bolted. Yeah, that's really not well thought out. And it's really tough conditions. And it's already got to be tough to have your, if if testing positive ruins your chance of competing, that's already something just so tough to deal with. But then you're put into basically a little prison room and told to suck it up. So, so speaking of ruining mm-hmm. chances to compete, did you see Sam Kendrick's mm-hmm. news? So the... World champion reigning pole vaulter, American Sam Kendricks, tested positive. So he is out of the competition. This is so far the biggest name that has tested positive and and been taken out of competition. So I will be interested in the next day or two as the uh, track and field athletes start to arrive. Right. And you had that crossover going on. Uh, Tell me, Allison, where is Marnie McBean today? Well, Marnie McBean has been enjoying many robots. She's been at tennis, rugby, basketball. They took the Canadian moose outside to take pictures of it with the rings. They sneak out to the gate of the village to give pins to the families who who gather there with signs. She said they're very careful. Everyone's masked. And her she has discovered her favorite bathroom that has a baby holder in it. Why is that her favorite? She loves the baby holder. She thinks that's amazing. Need to go holding a baby, put the baby in the baby holder. What officiating job would I like to do today? I, I thought long and hard because I had something planned out, but I can, I can do that another day. I was watching some canoe slalom, and I think it would be interesting to be someone who watches the gates to see if the paddlers touch them. See, now my volunteer job would be to help them take the boat out of the water when they're done. <laughs> I like that job. I like it too. We can just hang out at Canoe Slalom together. It looked like such a lovely venue. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be, I mean, that's a permanent installation. And before the games, they had it open for the public to be able to use it. So I hope that the public goes to continue to use it afterwards and that uh, paddling gains a little bit more prominence in Japan. That would be really nice. All right. Uh, okay. We have to introduce a new segment. That we started yesterday, but I'm making it an official segment. What are Mike and Maya up to? What's the deal with them? So Mike and Maya are the two junior high kids who are in the Toyota first date ad that I see approximately 50 to 100 times a day. And I am so sick of it. already. I was sick of it on like day two, but I am really sick of it. And they just have gotten in my brain. So 
I wondered today, is Maya going to go to the school dance with robot screen Mike? Or is Mike going to get out of the hospital before the dance and that they can go in person? Because I, I didn't quite understand. I mean, Mike was rolling down the hall in his robot screen, even though he's physically in the hospital. But is he also just going to class, too, on the regular while he's in the hospital? Or is the robot screen special just to ask Maya out? Okay, I thought the robot screen, you know, robot screen Mike was attending school. Okay, that could be. I I didn't know. I don't think he got issued the robot screen just to pick up chicks. You never know. But will he be out or... uh, out of the hospital in time, or is Maya going to the dance with robot screen Mike? And then the robot would deliver the flowers, the, the yeah, little corsage. So. It would yeah. like have a little draw in the robot. Right. And if it's the Olympic days dance, the corsage has to have like Olympic colors in it. Five flowers in the shape of rings. Yeah, I would take it. <laughs> All right. If you have a pin, we'll have a link to the ad in every day's show notes in case you have not seen this 25,000 times. But if you have theories on Mike and Maya, please send them to us at flamealifepod at gmail.com. Uh, news from the village. A viral video that was not so good. How many Israeli baseball players does it take to break one of the cardboard beds in the village? Of course it was the baseball players who came up with this. It takes nine. So the Israeli baseball team basically got on the bed and jumped on it at the same time and it broke. The viral got put on TikTok and other social media and has since been deleted at the request of the Israeli National Olympic Committee. Who is surprised at that? I mean, I can get why I I honestly can get you got athletes who are in their 20s. Probably they're all in their 20s and you do goofy things to try to figure out like, oh, we've got these cardboard beds. We already know you can jump on them, but how can you break them? And they found out "Mm." prank that got a lot of criticism. Luca Jones uh, posted she had torn part of her bed. How'd she do that? I don't know. She just part of it was had a tear in it. So I don't know if she hit it with a bed. I mean, we've all scratched furniture, so I think it's the same equivalent, but. Maybe she was trying to work out her chest muscles before their competition. Maybe she hit it with a paddle. I I don't know. And then the Asahi Shimbun reported that a representative of the organizing committee had to apologize because they disposed of like 4,000 meals before their expiration dates at the venue for the opening ceremony. These were uh, meals that were supposed to go to volunteers and they didn't have volunteer they didn't have enough volunteers and they didn't need the food and they overestimated demand as well so the discarded food is going to be reused as animal feed and they've changed their procedures for order- ordering food all right let's get to today's action um archery continued on with early stage uh eliminations in the men's and women's individual tournament artistic gymnastics big day big, big day, big day. This was not a competition you won. This was a competition you survived. You know, that's a good way to put it. It was a good competition and people did well, but it also seemed like there were a lot of falls and stumbles. And it was just, are we putting in too much difficulty to get the points? 
and not being able to do that level of difficulty cleanly. So back in 2008 and 2012, for the women's all around, I remember the commentators at the time saying, if you make a mistake, you're out. Hmm. Because any fall, any stumble, any error of consequence, the competition was so tight and the competition was so clean. And in this time, your silver medalist had two major out-of-bound steps on her floor routine. Right. People were falling off the beam, falling off the bars, which you do not see very often in all-around finals. Out-of-bound steps, vaults going out of the landing area. It was unreal how many mistakes were happening and how strange the lineup was. No Romanians. The Germans, not a factor. The Chinese, not a factor. It was just such a strange competition. Yes, but Sunisa Lee rose to the occasion. She stopped so many landings. She was just solid, solid, solid. She won the gold. She's from America. Rebecca Andraja from Brazil won the silver. Brazil's first female gymnastics medal in history. So that is super exciting for her. And then uh, Angelina Melnikova from ROC won the bronze. And I was really surprised when uh, Andraja was on the floor for her final rotation and she was out of bounds. I thought, oh, she is out of the medal race. Only to find that no, everybody else had made so many errors that she stayed in silver. The other thing I want to mention is I think we have hit maximum gaudiness on the leotards. Who did you think was gaudy? Just all all of them. We have beaded, we have colored, we have gone to bizarre color combinations. We have hit 1987 senior prom. You're talking about Spain? Spain had black and like neon yellow. Spain, Belgium, the metallic pink of ROC. Can we just go back to the days of a quiet leotard with your colored stripes? I don't think so. I don't care if I sound like get off my lawn. It was it was too much and it was distracting. Um, I did like the Germans unitard because one of the Germans did wear their their unitard. I thought that was very nice. It looked great on the beam. The line Mm -hmm. it gave her was really nice. Mm hmm. One interesting note is that Canada's Ellie Black withdrew from the competition before it started, uh, citing a sprained ankle. I wondered if this was the Simone factor at play, where if Simone hadn't withdrawn from the all-around, would Ellie, with a sprained ankle, just taped it up and sucked it up and competed? She needed some tape from the Latvian basketball player. <laughs> she also needed some tape, I think, from one of the ROC gymnasts who just, somebody took surgical scissors and basically sliced all the way up a, a calf. That was Angelina Melnikova, who okay. was just hacking through her ankle taping. Oh, but I did wonder, would was that a factor? If, if somebody else withdrew for health reasons, did it make sense for somebody else to say, or my, my ankle is really not good enough to go. And I would rather be able to walk in 10 years than compete in this competition. 
Let's move on to badminton. There is, I have to go back and watch this because there was another upset in men's doubles this time. Malaysians Aaron Chia and So Yik defeated the dominant pair that's been dominant for years. Uh, Indonesia's Marcus Fernaldi Gideon and Kevin, Kevin Sanjaya uh, Skulmuyo. Uh, they are called the Minions, for some, which I also want to find out why. But I, uh, I assume it's because they wear yellow shirts. That very well could be. Uh, this was the first time that Chia and Yik beat them in eight matches. So they won 21-14, 21-17. Huge, huge upset. Baseball is still underway in the opening round. Uh, Korea beat Israel 6-5. to Because the Israelis were so busy jumping on the bed. Yeah, right. Basketball group play continues, but there are just a couple of games left. So in the standings for, on the men's side, Slovenia and Spain have advanced to the quarterfinals. France, USA, Australia, and Italy are all sitting pretty in the standings, but have not not yet moved on. Germany and Argentina are on the bubble. On the women's side, nobody's advanced to the quarterfinals yet, but Spain, Canada, USA, Japan, China, and Belgium are sitting pretty. Australia, France, and Serbia are on the bubble. And you said there's a robot. During the halftime show, Marnie McBean posted a video. There is a robot that comes out shoots baskets, turns around, lifts its arms in celebration, rolls across the court. You know, you got to keep the crowd <laughs> crowd <laughs> entertained during halftime. I mean, somebody built this for the halftime show and they were going to use it. There you go. I will be looking that up because as you know, I like the robots. Uh, beach volleyball. It, we are still in preliminary action, but our Shuklistani Kelly Clace and her partner, the animated Sarah Sponsel, beat Kenya Two to zero. Dominated. Uh, Sorry. Dominated. Oh, killed them. Moving on to boxing. Heartbreaker, Jenny Fuchs, our Shuklistani, lost to Bulgaria's uh, Stoika Kristeva. Zero five. It was a unanimous decision. But she, I mean, the first two rounds were very close. You'd have three judges for Jenny and two for Kristeva. And then on one side and then the other side would be the reverse. So it, I thought it was a pretty close match, but each round, Kristeva just squeezed by Ginny. So uh, we're still proud of you, Ginny. You did Absolutely. a great job. Absolutely. Canoe slalom. Uh, it was the women's C1 semifinals and finals. Uh, the This is the first time that the C1 has been in the Olympics, so that was really exciting. Gold went to Australia's Jessica Fox. Great Britain's Mallory Franklin won the silver. And Germany's Andrea Herzig won the bronze. Our Shuklastani Luca Jones finished 13th in the semifinals, so she did not qualify for the final. She did not look happy about that. She got three penalties in her semifinal run. Mm -hmm. so and one was up top of the course, too. Right, first gate. I watched most of the semis. And I got to say the first paddler was Chen Shui from China and she scared me so much because she did like two barrel rolls her she had such a hard time this course again looked so difficult when the paddlers were on it did the white water seem more extreme to you than it did in kayak it felt like they turned up the jets maybe because there when that in that part in the top where they again had the 
the gate where you go upstream, you have to go across the jets and go upstream again, and then back across the jets to go downstream. And they're all kind of very close together. It really did seem like a lot of paddlers were struggling to get across that whitewater, but it looked, it looked tough. That whole course looked really tough this time. We will, I gotta say on the list, talking to a course maker because they, and the interesting thing is they don't get to see that course until it's like the day of competition. So they don't get to practice on it. They don't, and they just have to look at it and work out mentally how they have to paddle the course. As Luca told us when we talked to her, it was interesting. Moving on to cycling, BMX racing has started. <laughs> I am so excited because I love BMX racing. And our Shook Flastani, Connor Fields qualified for the semis. Um, he was, if not the leader, the next below. He Honest to Pete, I watched several heats and they had to do three runs. And on one of his heats, he was just so fast, not not just compared to his heat of racers, but like you could tell a huge difference from the heats before him. So I'm super excited. The women are doing well as well. Um, so the uh, we will see the semifinals and finals, I believe, are coming up tomorrow. I will be on the edge of my seat for that one. Don't fall. <laughs> Don't wipe out. Uh, fencing. Women's foil team action went on. ROC won the gold. France won the silver. And Italy won the bronze. They beat the U.S. 45 to 23 for that matchup. Golf started. Moving on to handball. Preliminary uh, rounds are still going on, but group play is about to end within the next couple of days. So again, looking at the standings on the men's side, France, Spain, Denmark, and Sweden have advanced to the quarterfinals. Norway, Germany, Egypt, and Portugal are all sitting pretty in the standings. On the women's side, Norway and Netherlands have advanced to the quarterfinals. Montenegro, Japan, Sweden, Spain, Brazil, and France are sitting pretty. In hockey action, and this is something I want to go and watch because India played Argentina, and I want to see the Indian men play hockey before the, the pool play is over. So we are, again, we are getting to the end of pool play. And on the men's side, Australia, India, Belgium, Netherlands, and Great Britain have qualified for the quarterfinals. Spain, New Zealand, and Germany are sitting pretty so far. On the women's side, Netherlands, Germany, Australia, and Argentina have qualified for the quarterfinals. Great Britain, Ireland, New Zealand, and Spain are sitting pretty. More judo, more Japanese judo action. We had the women's 78 kilogram and the men's 100 kilogram uh, matches. And on the women's side, gold went to Japan's Hamada Shori. Silver went to France's Malonga Madeleine. Bronzes went to Brazil's Myra Aguiar and Germany's Anna Maria Wagner on the men's side. Aaron Wolf from Japan won the gold. Uh, Guam Chi from Korea won silver. And bronzes went to Jorge Finesca and Niaz Ilyasov from ROC. Rowing. I watched some rowing. Oh, man. It oh, was good. It was good, wasn't it? Did you watch it all? I only watched a little bit. Um, I had it on while I was doing stats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so we had 
more pairs action yesterday. So in the men's pair, Croatia won gold, Romania won silver, and Denmark won the bronze. In the women's pair, New Zealand won the gold. Yay, silver ferns. ROC won the silver, and Canada won the bronze. Yay, Canada. In the lightweight men's double skulls, Ireland, whoa, pulled ahead in the last quarter of the race to get the gold medal. Beat Germany, for uh, who won the silver, and Italy won the bronze. I was so excited that Ireland won a gold medal. Now, half of this team was Paul O'Donovan, who, with his brother Gary, won a silver medal in Rio. And if you remember them, they became the stars of the village because they did this very, what was called the most Irish interview ever, where they talked about, you know, they just pulled like a dog and they had these wonderful accents. So it was great to see Paul O'Donovan now have a gold medal. And they are properly celebrating. As they should. I saw a video of them going back to the village and all of the Irish athletes were outside cheering them on as they walked into their tower. And it was so nice. Super excited for Ireland. The Irish Times had just a wealth of stories. <laughs> it was It's fantastic when a country gets to celebrate something that doesn't happen very often. Because I think they, they only have that. That's like their 33rd or 34 medal in their Olympic history. And only their, I think only their second medal in rowing. So congratulations. And then finally, we had the lightweight women's double skulls. Gold went to Italy, silver to France, and bronze to the Netherlands. And in the rowing uh, medal ceremonies, appearance of Prince Albert of Monaco. Oh, really? He was the IOC member giving the medals. Oh, very nice. What I like about these medal ceremonies, like in the in the pairs, the pairs give each other the medals. And that's nice. And and the Irish pair, you know, they handed the medal and you know, shook hands. And it was very, very, very nice. So in the men's pairs, the Sinkovic brothers from Croatia uh, won the gold medal. And it was really sweet because as they gave each other the medal, mm -hmm. they so one gave one the medal and then they hugged. And then the other gave the other medal and they hugged. Aww. And it was such a, such a beautiful moment to see them get that connection. Mm -hmm. that obviously they can't hug other people and that they were together like that. Very nice. Very nice. Um, rugby women's pool play has started. So everybody's played two games. The ones with perfect records are France, US, Australia, and New Zealand. Uh, Fiji, Canada, Great Britain, and ROC are one and one. And Brazil and Kenya are 0 and 2 so far. Sailing, some action happened. I'm going to go back and want, I want to check out some windsurfing. And look at the, actually, what happened uh, today was the foiling NACRA 17 mixed. And foil racing boats are just an otherworldly to me because they put that foil in the water. And uh, I'm not sure exactly how this boat works, but the foil helps lift the boat up a little bit. So it kind of glides over the water better and goes much faster. So I want to watch that in action. Shooting. Um, I did watch some trap today it was the men's and women's trap contest and on the women's side which that's that's what i watched it was really good slovakia's susanna reacts uh won gold kaylee browning from the u.s won silver and alessandra perilli from san marino won the bronze it is san marino's first olympic medal ever 
and also the least populous country to win an Olympic medal. They have just over 34,000 people in the country. Well, it's this little tiny, tiny, you know, section surrounded by Italy. Right. So congratulations to her. She was very excited. I mean, at the end, when it was apparent that she wasn't going to get much farther than bronze she was just really thrilled to win a medal um kaylee brownie okay two things about kaylee brownie uh kaylee started off like her first five shots she missed like three of them and it looked just dismal prospects for her and she just stepped it up and started hitting and was consistent with her her shooting looked really really good really happy she won the silver and the feed announcers were british i believe these were the OBS feed announcers. They kept calling her Kale. <laughs> I'm like, she can't be Kale. That's got to be Kaylee. <laughs> sure enough. And her, and her brother, Spinach. <laughs> and her cousin, Cauliflower. <laughs> like, what were they thinking? <laughs> kale. Oh, I mean, English my. is their native language. Don't they know that Kale is about? Do they call something? Do they call Kale something different? I don't know. I don't like, know. Like plan I don't know. an aubergine. I don't know why they thought it was a silent e, but that was that was. I mean, if her name it had been aubergine, at least that would have been you know a pretty sounding vegetable. <laughs> uh, moving over to the Tokyo Aquatic Center for some swimming, a lot more finals and semifinals yesterday. We had the men's 800 meters, which uh, Robert Fink from the U.S. won, and he like came from behind to win that one. Yes, correct? he did. Um, he beat out Gregorio Paltrinari from Italy and then uh, Mikhailo Romanchuk from Ukraine won the bronze. In the men's 200-meter breaststroke, I love this name. And you know who else who loved this name? It was Rowdy Gaines. Because <laughs> he kept saying it more than he absolutely had to. Right. So Australia's Isaac Stubbledycook won the gold. Arno Kaminga from Netherlands won the silver. And Mati Matsen from Finland won the bronze. I was so excited that Finland won a medal. And they don't aren't known for their swimming prowess. One of the big contributors in our Facebook group is Mano, who is from Finland. And I was just thrilled for him that Finland won a medal. And again, another, I went to look at one of the the newspapers that was around where uh, Mati's from. And yeah, again, like four or five stories, how he did it. Opinion. This is just, it's fantastic that everybody can kind of get inspired by uh, an, a medal. In the women's 200 meter butterfly, China's Zheng Yufei won gold. Uh, Reagan Smith from the U.S. won silver. And Haley Flickinger from the U.S. won the bronze. The men's 100-meter freestyle, Caleb Dressel of the U.S. won gold. Kyle Chalmers of Australia won silver. And uh, Climate Kolsnyov from ROC won bronze. And this was a pretty emotional race. Very. He, so in the interview after, Caleb Dressel was just sobbing like a kid. And then they brought in the wife and parent video chat. And then they're mm-hmm. all crying. Right. And, you know, him talking about how hard it's been, I realized, and this piggybacks off of the Simone Biles withdrawing talk and the criticism that should she have withdrawn, but the pandemic affected everybody differently. 
And that's one of the interesting things about this last year is that you didn't know how it was going to affect you and you didn't know when you were going to get hit by pandemic blues, so to say, because you could just be okay for a little while and then be like feeling desperate. And I think when I saw Caleb Dressel do that interview, I realized, oh, you know, we think of the athletes not only in the struggles of trying to find a place to train, but they also mentally had to go through ups and downs and deal with no competition and not having, not knowing maybe how to deal with the adrenaline you get during competition or the, the strategies you have in competition. So I think with things like athletes withdrawing for injury or mental blocks, just we've all been through a pandemic, man. Give everyone a break. And in dog news, they did feature Caleb Dressel's Black Lab. And have you ever seen a dog and person more in sync and go together better <laughs> than Caleb Dressel and his dog, Jane? Oh, and the... Uh, evening of finals in the pool ended with the women's four by 200 meter freestyle relay. China won the gold, U.S. won the silver, and Australia won the bronze. Huge upset. Huge. I need to go back and watch this because I stopped watching. I, I didn't catch this one. So tell me about it. So Australia was the heavy, heavy favorite. And just China comes in and dominates. Wow. And uh, the U.S. pulled into the silver medal position. They really fought for that. So it was just one of those races where you didn't understand what was happening because that's not what was supposed to happen. Hmm. That's interesting. And China has shown a presence in the pool that we have not seen in a while. And, and I understand that their big star is not here because of issues with doping and uh that's one thing, but it's interesting to see the whole team perform. Yeah, the Chinese women have come on very strong. That is something to watch come Paris. Before we get on any further, we'd like to give a big thank you to all our Patreon patrons. Uh, we've gotten some new patrons during the game. So thank you so much for your ongoing support. If you would like to make an ongoing donation to keep our flame alive, check out patreon.com slash flame alive pod. Table tennis. I turned this on uh, today because I wanted to see the women's singles event because it was China versus China, number one in the world versus number two in the world. That was just amazing. So uh, Cheng uh, Men won the gold, Ying Shaishun won silver, and Ito Mima from Japan won the bronze. The score doesn't necessarily reflect how close this matchup was for the gold medal. It was uh, four games to two or four sets to two. And, but all of the sets were very, very close. And it was just back and forth and back and forth. And play was so fast and was just one of those, oh, I put in just an ounce more oomph on the ball and I lost the point. And that happened on both sides constantly. And it was just, just a tight battle. That's one worth going back to. In tennis action, we are getting near the end of some of the play. So the women's singles had their semifinals. Uh, Belinda ben Bencic from Switzerland defeated Kazakhstan's Elena Rabakina. 
764663. Uh, Czech Republic's Marketa Vondrusova beat Ukraine's uh, Elena Svit- Svitolina 6361. So uh, Bencic and Vondrusova will meet each other in the finals. Uh, Serbian's Novak Djokovic has beat uh, Nishikori K from Japan to get into the semifinals. In the women's doubles semifinal, Czech Republic's Krzysztofa and Siniakova defeated ROC's Kudermetova and Vesnina 6-3-6-3-6, and then the tiebreaker was 10-6. And Switzerland's Bencic and Gobelic defeated Brazil's Pagosi and Stephanie 7-5-6-3. So, uh, you know, Bencic had two matches in one day. That was really impressive. And in the men's double semifinal, Croatia's uh, Mektic and Pavic defeated USA's Krajicek and Sangren 6-4-6-4. And Croatia's Siliak and Dodig defeated New Zealand's Daniel and Venus 6-2-6-2. So we will have an all-Croatia final. Which means we'll get to see those fantastic Croatian warm-up suits that sort of have the Italian Italian restaurant tablecloth. Oh, <laughs> it's that red check. I want to mm-hmm. bring out like some nice Chianti and a candle and a wine bottle. <laughs> I, I I may tune in just to see that because I haven't seen much of Croatia's kit. Uh, in volleyball, again, to the end, we're getting to near the end of pool play. So the current standings on the men's side, Poland, Japan, Iran, Italy, ROC, USA, Brazil and France are all sitting in spots to move on to the quarterfinals in the women's competition. Serbia and Italy have clinched spots in the quarterfinals. Brazil, Korea, Japan, U.S., ROC, and Turkey are sitting in a position to advance. Men's water polo, again, we're near the end of group play. So uh, looking at the standings on the men's side, Italy and Greece are advancing to the quarterfinals. And uh, Hungary, U.S., Spain, Serbia, Croatia, and Montenegro are sitting pretty. On the women's side, Australia, Spain, Canada, Netherlands, USA, ROC, Hungary, and China are all sitting pretty in the standings, but nobody has clinched a spot in the quarterfinals yet. So, looking towards tomorrow, what are our Shuklafsanis up to? Well, you're super excited because Connor Fields will can be competing for a medal in BMX cycling. Jeez, Phil- that's so good. <laughs> oh, hey, about BMX, you know what they have over there? I don't, I haven't seen it at any other venue. They have a little kiosk that says "Athlete Moment" on it, and it's a video hookup with their home, so they can talk with their their loved ones right there on the screen, and not have to wait for. NBC to do it. But half the time it was, can you hear me? (laughs) Can you hear me? But it was very nice. I wonder, I wonder if that's at all the venues somewhere set up, but that's when they showed it on BMX. Anyway, back to our team, Keep the Flame Alive. Yes, Philip Dutton begins his eventing competition over at the equestrian facility. He will be in session one. And Maggie Shea and Stephanie Robel are continuing in sailing's 49FXer. Excellent. So it is time to get a little sleep, take a nap, get some tea. Sayonara to day seven. As always, you can email us at flamealivepod at gmail.com or text or voicemail us at 
352-6348. That's 208-FLAME-IT. Don't forget our Kickstarter and help us reach our goal of bringing you on-the-ground coverage at Beijing. That is kickstarter.com slash profile slash flamealivepod. As we go out to music by Mercury Sunset, thank you so much for listening. And until tomorrow, keep the flame alive. <laughs>